0: Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy, expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys, well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. Uh, On today's episode, one of our listeners writes in and they have a great question and the question is this. What does always be prepared to give an answer look like? Well, in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But in, but in your hearts... Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is a verse, right, that Christian apologists use as they prepare to give answers in defense of the faith. Now, in the immediate context, uh, the Apostle Peter discusses suffering for doing good in 1 Peter uh, 3, 13-14. Persecution and suffering are, are not uh, optional ideas in the Christian life. They're they're expected, but a believer's response to, to suffering should be to point the, them and others to Jesus. Now, Peter emphasized that Christ suffered and died to provide eternal life to those who believe in him. And his example of suffering for doing good should strengthen all of us. And he says this in first Peter three seventeen through eighteen. So instead of fearing persecution, Christians should make sure they suffer for righteousness' sake, honor Christ the Lord as holy, be prepared to give a defense for one's hope in Christ Jesus. A you know, believer should always be ready to tell others of the good news of salvation in Jesus' death and resurrection. That's why you should know what 1 Corinthians fifteen two through four says about the gospel. Providing a defense or even giving an answer for one's hope, it's based on the Greek word apologion, which carries the idea of defending something as a lawyer would in the court. And from the Greek word comes the English word apologetics, the discipline of defending the Christian faith. Now, notice that, that Peter does not say that the job of giving an answer is only for the pastor or the theologian or the professional apologist. All Christians need to be prepared to give an answer or a defense when someone asks them the reason for the hope that they have. Now, we also need to, we need to talk about this because what Peter has in mind also isn't only giving an answer for the reason for our hope. Uh, apologetics is actually a whole way of life it's not only giving an answer uh this goes back to the context of peter peter's writing to people who are facing persecution so it doesn't make sense only for them to be concerned about giving an answer for the hope that they have rather what peter is concerned about is the totality of their life including their speech and the way and the manner in which they conduct themselves and speaking of this, uh, Peter wrote to persecuted Christians in Asia Minor. As they're undergoing persecution, their outward behavior demonstrates hope in Jesus—not not a wishful thought, but a solid and even assured faith. The the believers' lack of fear in the face of suffering that would have propelled others to ask about the reason for their faith, giving believers the perfect opportunity to provide an answer. Now. When believers display their sure hope in Jesus despite their circumstances, others are going to take notice. They're going to ask about what's going on with you. In fact, to properly answer someone who asks about one's faith, the Christian must use gentleness and respect. Uh, that's verse in First Peter 3.15. So there's no place for us to be harsh or disrespectful, um, especially as we're seeking to witness to the glory of the grace of God in Christ alone. And so Peter encourages the believer to answer non-Christians respectfully uh, and with the example of one's life. Believers should reflect Christ's teaching (coughs) of gentleness and speak the truth in love. So the command to always be ready to give an answer for the reason, for the hope that you have, it, it, it presupposes a faith that causes us to live out our faith, Christ, visibly before others. And so when an unbeliever sees a Christian's great hope in the face of persecution or even suffering, they're going to want to know the reason for that hope. We need to be prepared to share the gospel in a way that, that is respectful and gentle. And the result, uh, 1 Peter 3.16 says that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ will be ashamed of their slander. So here's some, here's some guidance as we wrap up this, this episode. You need to be daily in the Bible and spending some time in prayer. You need to be doing life with God's people. First, privately. You need to be in the word yourself, reading it, studying it, so that you know uh, when people come and they ask you questions, you can point to chapter and verse and say, oh, this is what this passage says in the Bible, and this is what it means. So you need to know the Bible yourself. You need to be reading it, studying it, uh Personally and corporately with God's people, that means that you need to be attending church on on Sunday. You need to pray for courage, uh, for the help of the Holy Spirit to speak when the opportunity comes. You know, sharing your faith can be scary. We live in a council culture; it's so prevalent. One word today uh, can begin, even on social media, uh, It can end with a a wave of unfollows. In real life, it can end friendships, even on social media, but. You know, throughout Scripture, we're encouraged to share about our faith. We're we're to tell the whole world about what Jesus Christ has done in His death, burial, and resurrection. In our own strength, that's going to be difficult. But that's why God has given us, God the Holy Spirit indwells us, and he, he empowers us to this end. But this is also where prayer begins. Why we need to be in prayer, for the Lord gives us strength for boldness to be strong and even immovable. Uh, and for those of us who believe, to speak up, to be counted, to tell people the truth. we See, we love people, and, and we love the Lord, and we and we love our neighbor, and we love our neighbor, we love the Lord enough to tell our neighbor the truth because we love the truth because God himself is truth. God himself has given us truth, and so we desire to tell people the truth out of love, out of concern for them. And this is also why we need to heed James 1.19, to be, to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And that's where I get this point. Learn to listen as people share. They're going to tell you out of the abundance. Jesus said in Luke uh, 6.45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So learn to listen as people share and then respond with questions for them. They're going to tell you what they think. Uh, but, but be listening to what they're saying. Don't just, just be saying things to say things. They're, they're going to give you material. You got to listen. You got to listen to what they're saying and then respond uh, with questions or thoughts or 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 with more scripture, always with scripture. Uh, this brings me to the point. Jude 3 tells us that we're to contend earnestly for the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. But what this doesn't mean is that uh, it doesn't mean. Notice, Jude doesn't say that we're to be contentious with the truth. In fact, the opposite is true. Uh, in in Second Timothy two twenty twenty four, uh, we're to it, it's it's rather because of our gentleness that that God the Holy Spirit might use um, the truth to to bring the opponent out of air. Um, and so we need to be, understand that we're to contend for the truth without being contentious. What that means, what that looks like, it means that we really got to practice this listening piece. We got to listen well. We got to ask questions. We, we even got to um, ask for clarification to make sure that we're understanding. Just, just be extra mindful. That doesn't mean that we don't come back and we don't say things. We say things. But we need to make sure that, that we, de- we need to do a better job in our engagement with people uh, at making sure that we're listening and actually responding to things oh we could ask a question oh did you mean this and then you state what, what what you heard them say this kind of thing shows a you heard the person and they're more likely to give you a hearing or you can even ask hey um you know you shared stuff and we're talking back and forth can i tell you about the christian faith and these kind of things um you know th- these things are really really important um you know asking the question who do you think Jesus is and or what do you think Jesus has come to do for you and and these kind of things um so so important but probably in addition to sharing the truth from God's word with them you know you're wrapping up the conversation with them and 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 what I want to say as you land the episode here is you need, you need to pray pray be faithful to the word yes but then pray and trust the spirit. Trust that you've been faithful, which I assure I, I I, I'm I'm positive that if you're listening to an episode like this and you want to be faithful, what I mean by faithful is are you faithful to what scripture teaches? Are you faithful to biblical orthodoxy? Okay? If so, great. Then pray. And then trust the Holy Spirit to take the truth and, and that you have you have shared the truth. So that seed, that that, that gospel seed is gonna be planted. And, and, or it already has been planted. And so you're, you're, you're watering that, that seed. And you never know what the Spirit will do. The Spirit is the one who brings fruit. And so we have to trust the Word to be faithful to the Word and trust the Spirit to use. Our words to either bring somebody to eternal life, to bring somebody out of error, to com- to convict them of the truth, to comfort them with the truth, or or whatever we're talking about. In this case, we're we're talking to somebody who rejects, for example, Christianity, and so so we're we're talking to them and and we're trusting the Spirit to bring uh, to use that those those words uh, from God's Word that we've shared with them to bring them to faith. And so we're going to pray. We're going to trust. The- the 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 power of the word uh to just be faithful to it to present it for what it says and what it means and to faithfully explain that and then we're going to trust the spirit to do what the spirit does and that is to awaken sinners uh to the truth about who jesus is and and what he's done and irresistibly draw them to saving faith and and so guys these are just some things that we can do but be in the word be daily in the Word. Be daily in prayer. And opportunities are going to come your way, whether, whether you're in your workplace or, you know, maybe a Christian friend will ask you a question or, or maybe more than one Christian friend. That's why you need to be reading the Bible, studying it um, in your, for, so that you can be useful, so that you can be an instrument of the Word. But be faithful. Be faithful to the Word. Don't compromise. Even on the hard things, don't compromise what the Bible says. Be faithful to Scripture. Be faithful to Scripture. And if you don't know the answer, the best way to be faithful is say, I don't know, and then go find the answer. Uh, maybe, maybe come and look at the, some of our articles or ask a question of somebody that you trust. You, know, you can always email me, Dave, at org. I, I would be happy to help you. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank you guys for listening or watching this episode uh, of the Servants of Grace Theology Segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.